what is off the groove? It means you've blown the line or you're pushing the limits a little bit too far or just maybe you might be looking for a faster way around the racetrack. Off the Groove with Scotty Dubler. All right, I'm starting to record. Are you, hey, give me a mic check. Check one, two, check, check, check. Okay, that's perfect. That's perfect. That's great. All right, I think we're ready. I think uh, levels are good. I finally have this set up the way I need it. Um, it might be a little echoey in here. I'm in a different room. I'm up in Charlotte, so please bear with me for episode 102. October the 25th, 2019. It's Friday. Time for Off the Groove. Episode 102, baby. 102. Who's 102? Well, it's actually the oldest guy to make a Grand National main event, and it happened this year at the Sacramento Mile. His name's Gary Ketchum, a friend of mine from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, what? What? Can you hear my heater? Now that you said it, I can. All right, go turn it off. I don't think it's that big of a deal, but all right. What's the temperature up there? Hey, Siri, what's the temperature outside? It's 41 degrees outside. 41. We need to get something worked in with Apple where we say, hey, hey, Siri, can you play off the groove? Have you tried it? One moment. Here's Shut Up and Groove featuring Dean by Head Eyes. Shut, shut Up and Groove. Shut, shut Up and Groove. <laughs> I think we just found our new theme song. Hold on. Oh, yeah. That's our new theme song. <laughs> Shut up and groove. Dude, this is going to be our playout music today. I dig it, dude. Shut up and groove. They're about to drop it, Scotty. Any minute now. It's gonna, I hope so. It's going to come in. It's going to hit you in the face. Shut up and groove. Oh, that's horrible. I heard him say groove, but that's all I got. I did, I did hear groove. Now I can't turn this shit off. <laughs> is, your, is your iPhone smarter than you? Shut up and groove. Shut up and groove. All right. Well, that was fun. How about this? What hey, Siri. Can you play the pod? Can you play the podcast off the groove? I'm on it. Playing podcast off the groove. Bam! Get the hell out of here. That just happened. Dude, that's like the easiest thing to tell people. All they need, we just need to make sure everybody has an Apple. There you go. I wonder if it played that because I already had it on my iPhone. You need to test that. If you're listening. I have it on my iPhone too. If you're listening right now, well, I guess anybody that's listening would have it on their iPhone. We're going to have to do some, some tests to people that <laughs> don't know what off the groove We're going to have to figure that out. That's pretty crazy. That's awesome. It played awesome. the Corey Texter episode from last week. That's crazy. That's perfect. Yeah, exactly. Well, at least at least series series up to date. So let's talk about what's what's been going on in flat track. There was a, a Daytona announcement. There's a double header. We kind of teased it at the end of last week's episode. Yeah, because we got that information like right when our our podcast went live. But they're gonna be racing the Daytona 200 and the Daytona TT the same day on Saturday next year. At Daytona, that'll be interesting. That's a big deal. I, I I actually was hoping that it would go to a weekend, or like at least Friday, because I, I I don't know why I don't like Thursday. I just don't like I don't like it. 
Well, it, it's hard, you know, for people to get off work that aren't there just for the rally. It's hard yeah. for the rest of the United States. I mean, and I mean, we have listeners and watchers, I guess, from all over the world. So it's hard for people to stay up late on a Thursday night. I get it. Um, but it's just it's been a tradition down there in Florida that the Daytona races usually are Wednesday night, Thursday night. I, I think it was all because of, you know, Supercross before leading up to the Daytona 200 on the weekend and, and all the other events. I mean, there's so many events. It's been hard to coordinate. So. Uh, it's going to be something new, yeah. and um, I'm curious to see if they're going to go, you know, if the TT is going to go up on the banking, if we're going to be intertwined with the 200, or we're going to practice the day before, or exactly what's going to happen. So I'm, I'm anxious to hear more information about the, the whole event. And they said that in the press release, there's some, there is more as far as track configuration and what's going on as far as that uh, is going to be released in the coming weeks. So look forward to that, and uh, also look forward to the rest of the 20, uh, 2020 schedule uh, being confirmed as well. Yeah, the only other date that I know of that I, I kind of caught wind of is Father's Day weekend back here in Oklahoma City, and yeah. that's uh, June the, the 20th. So excited for that one. Uh, I get to sleep in my own bed. It's, you know, people say that, you know, but if you don't travel the circuit, if you don't, if you're not a racer or a part of the crew or anything like that, that it sounds kind of stupid to get to sleep in your own bed. But you know from experience, oh, Carter, that when you can do that and go to a race, yeah. <laughs> It's amazing. It's, it's amazing. Thing. Yeah. And I had a, a motocross event in Jacksonville and I didn't have to travel for it. And that was, that was even cool this, this year. So, um, I think they're coming back there next year too. So that'll be fun to do. Um, and awesome. I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out how I can balance my, uh, my year next year to be more flat track than motocross, but who knows, man, I'm, I'll definitely well, get in a few of those as well. Are you reaching out, trying to find an, uh, another job in flat track? Dude, what are you, you doing? know it. I'm actually uh, doing some crazy stuff this off season. I just uh, had a conversation with Corey when I was about to post uh, last week's episode, and I'm joining them. And I'm going to be documenting their trip from the Florida Georgia border to Key West. So I think they're going like 580 miles on a bike. Uh, so I'm going to be tagging along with them so for five to however many days that takes. Is is one of you pulling them, pulling you along in a trailer? Or how are you doing this? Yeah, I'm actually going to get one of those little. Uh, buggies and they're going to pull me and I think they're going to switch who gets to pull me anyways <laughs> no I am uh, I'm I'm going to be riding in the van uh, he's got a he's got a buddy that I think him and uh, we're going to we're going to be a support team and we're gonna, I'm going to document be doing live content maybe some Q&A throughout they've got some a lot of cool stuff planned that's one thing that uh, that I'll give it to Corey I mean I was like I asked him if he had anything to document it because it would be cool to see and he was like, "No, you want to go?" And I was like, "Uh, <laughs> yeah." But Can like, put he, you on the spot, dude. Yeah. He uh, he is very organized. Like, he's got a whole itinerary planned. He knows exactly where they're stopping. And it may, you know, flex here and there. You know, there, it's gonna be a lot. I, I can't even imagine. Like, just thinking about going 580 miles on a bike wears me out. Just thinking about it, I can't. But he's got it. He's got it segmented by days and like where they're gonna have lunch and where they're gonna eat dinner and where they're staying. So. Um, it should be pretty fun, man. I think I, I just get to go along and hang out with uh, some cool flat trackers while they do something really awesome for four injured riders, which, I mean, is ultimately, I was trying to figure out and rack my brain, like, what I can do to help contribute. And if me going along and documenting this thing is, is it, that's that's super cool. Yeah, and like you said, I think getting to hang out with flat trackers when they're not in their race mode, it's totally different than going to the racetrack and talking to them the day of a race. I mean, you're going you're gonna to learn some things about our riders and i'm not sure exactly who all is going but 
you're gonna learn a lot of cool stuff and and you're gonna have a lot of fun i promise you that i'm looking forward to it man and it's like i said it's for a great cause so uh make sure you follow us i'll i'll, I'll give you guys some more information next week as we uh finalize some things um you can tag along and, and follow us throughout the whole journey i think uh, they're actually talking about maybe even doing some like live tracking so you can like see where they're at exactly um and if you're anywhere along the the route you should come out and uh, support the flat trackers as they go up and down the east coast of florida but enough and about enough about it's gonna be a long ride i it's, I, I hope i it's hope gonna be it, crazy i hope it's a, a fun eventful ride and like you said the, the main thing is raising money to, to help our injured riders so i think that's awesome what else is going on man it's there's there's some more well, news right well i got a post actually graham sent me a post i don't i'm not much of a facebook guy still have never uh, jumped all the way in you know we post our podcast there but that's all you you love but facebook i don't but anyway, so Graham sends me a Facebook post and says that Mid-America Speedway is closing the doors. And that's Dude, unfortunate because that was huge. such a cool little short track. You know, um, I got to go there a few years when the Indy Mile was racing. I'd go there the night before the Indy Mile or somehow I'd managed to swing by there if I was anywhere close. And man, it was a really cool track. Great racing and stuff like that. Uh, I, I know Jim Turchilla and the guys over there, they still have a few more shirts left or sweatshirts and and they just said they weren't making enough to, to keep the doors open and pay the bills. So I know there's some shirts left, but uh, check them out. Uh, it's sad, but another racetrack going away. Super sad. Are you ready to talk about Super Twins yet? <laughs> nope. <laughs> and I know the application was sent out the other day. The what's that mean? Like teams can apply for a Super Twins as license. Of, as of when? I don't know. I got an email a while back. Oh, Okay. So out of the applications, do we know if any have been submitted? That's what I don't know. I would love to see who Hall. Who you know Hall who we should probably call out. at some point this off season. Gene Crouch. Well, yeah, Gene Crouch, Michael Locke. Talk to those guys. See what's going on. So on 10-15-2019, it was sent out. The 2020 AFT Super Twins team application oh. has been posted. Oh, it was just a little over a week ago. I didn't even know that. It's good yeah. stuff. Do you not get AFT emails anymore? Are you cut off? No, I'm probably cut off. Yes. <laughs> All right. So this is, I mean, this isn't live TV or anything, but it's, I mean, it, it, it's production. So you have to plan it. You have to record it. You have to edit it, right? There's um, along that path, there's a million different ways that things can go wrong. Now, what we've done is simplify it. It's just audio. All you have to do is edit audio, record audio, edit audio, post audio. Simple. There's a lot less things that can go wrong. But there are still curveballs that you have to deal with from time to time, right? Occasionally. Yeah. So we've been through a couple curveballs before, and it's fine. We can handle it. We've got a curveball now, and we're handling it, but I have an idea. Do you want to hear it? Go for it. All right. So where we would usually make up some stuff, like we'd call some people and throw some stuff together. We can still do that, and it's still good content. People enjoy it. But what I think would be interesting, and I think what the people would like to hear is how we plan an episode. So I think we take this opportunity this week to walk through Dalton Gautier, walk through how we plan an episode and what we, the things that we, you and I talk about. So I think it's just a conversation of you and I going through our notes and figuring out what we're going to talk to Dalton Gautier about. And that way it gives him a little bit more time so we can talk to him later. Maybe he'll listen and he'll be prepared <laughs> there you go. For, all of our, for all of our questions. I love it. I don't know. What do you think? Sounds good. I mean, we do we do have notes for most of our guests. I mean, a couple of times we we just went without notes, and uh, you know, like Sammy Sabedra, 
we didn't know a lot about him, but he's a good friend of mine. So right. I just we just flowed with it. But, you know, a lot of times we do have notes and we'll send an outline to our guests. But uh, I'm looking at the notes page right now and episode 102 Dalton Gauthier the 2019 AFT singles champion with four wins and nine podiums on the season now it's kind of funny because you and I where were we in Volusia Speedway like just weeks before the season like literally days before no days days yeah days days before they announced he's coming back for 2019 and and we were sitting in the tower with Robbie Bobby and Dalton Gauthier and that's that's when he got the call yeah. from AFT that's and crazy. said your license has been reinstated, and it was in a matter of a couple of days. That was on you know probably Monday I think Sunday or Monday maybe even it wasn't Tuesday it was Sunday or Monday. The national was on Thursday night, so right. yeah, literally three days before they found out he was going to be racing. So I had to throw everything together. That's why he was on borrowed motorcycles the first few rounds. But, I mean, for a guy who nobody even had on their radar, like, everybody's kind of always wondering when he's going to come back. But nobody was thinking about him in the beginning of the 2019 season until that announcement. I mean, I know Robbie Bobby obviously had some some things invested in him at that point, and uh, he put in some time. But, like, nobody was really thinking that he was going to come in and, and make the impact he did uh, so quickly. Second in Daytona. Yeah, that was incredible. You know, and again, on a borrowed motorcycle – and then he goes on to the next round, the second race of the season, and wins Atlanta on a different motorcycle than he rode at Daytona. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't even know how we want to get into that conversation, but I think as a rider, you have a lot to do to prepare for a season. And to come out winning, a, getting a second and getting your first win at the second event, I, I just got to hear how that all came together. So we'll definitely put that in the notes, ask him about that. I don't know. Anyways, there was a lot going on since the last time we had heard, you know, of Dalton Gauthier. Yeah, and, we, and talk, we talked to him fairly early, too. Do you know what round it was? I don't remember when we talked to him last year. I'll have to figure that out. Um, so, because uh, when we talked to him, I mean, there were still things that weren't set in stone as far as this program, right? He was still just coming back, and, and he was, he had a nice little, little tear, I think, when we talked to him. Do you know what happened? Wait, he said second in Daytona. A win in Atlanta, fifth at Texas, second in Arizona. That had to be cool. We'll talk to him yep. about that for sure. The, the Super TT, yep. I don't really remember what happened in those races, so we'll have to kind of see if there's something that, when we talk to him, maybe before the interview, we'll just kind of see if there's anything in those that stand out that he'll want to talk about. Okay. And then uh, the biggest one that I think we spend some time on is Springfield TT. I honestly don't even remember what happened. Do you? What? He qualified well, and if I'm, I'm thinking back, I think he fell off in his heat race, so he didn't make the transfer even to the semifinal, and since he didn't race last year, he didn't have a provisional, so that was it. So that was the chance he took all season long. So so yeah. think about that, Carter. Yeah. You, you don't have a provisional at all. Everybody else you're racing pretty much has one. Yeah. So he has to go through the whole season without one, and... It, it bit him a little bit, the Springfield TT, but it didn't slow him down very much. I mean, he went on to uh, win some more races and had some good, solid finishes. Yeah, I mean, he was always a factor all year. Um, and everybody, you know, when he showed up at the track, everybody was worried. Um, and no matter what track it was, because, I mean, he's just got that raw talent. Maybe we just, like I said, talk to him before, see if there's anything. We'll list them all out and we'll say, are there anything in these races that stand out that you want to talk about? But I think I definitely want to talk through Springfield because that's when he didn't score any points. Um, definitely want to hit on Atlanta. It's his first win. And then a uh, short track in New York would be a cool one to talk through, too, because didn't he own that day? And then nobody could touch him in that day, I think. 
Yeah, I think so. And and you know, I was when I, we're we're putting these notes together, they're very similar to Briars. I mean, whenever yeah. it seemed like whenever Briar won, Dalton won. I mean, not every race, but it was it's pretty uh pretty cool to see the the similarities. And um, yeah, I'd like to talk to him about that one for sure. And then I'd like to find out exactly when the the, the Black Hills Harley Davidson deal came together. Uh, it should be right around that same time around New York. Then he goes to Buffalo Chip and second on the on the in the singles class. Black Hills another second. Sacramento he got seventh in the singles, but he wins on the XG 750, the first win in American flat track for the XG Harley Davidson. Yeah, that's badass. I mean, there's there's definitely been a lot of progress in the years since it's been in the series. But to say that you're the first rider to win on an XG. Um, he, nobody can ever take that away. He's going to be the guy forever. Um, so that's got to be cool. Definitely got to hear him talk about that. Is there anything else? You know, he had some wins there at the end of the season. Springfield um, was obviously a cool race, both for singles and uh, production twins. I think we definitely hit on that for sure. Um, Williams Grove was probably a big one, right? It was his home hometown or home race, uh, home track. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think it's like it's like we, we had this problem with when we talked about Briar and talked about Corey. You could go race by race, and there's stories for every race. I mean, we have this issue when we talk to every rider, because um, every race has a story. But I, I don't know. I feel like I'm just rambling at this point. But I don't want to shy away from the production twins because he did some damage in that series as well. Yeah, he only he only missed two rounds, yeah. uh, but he had two wins, three podiums, and is only eleven race series. And he ended up fourth in the point standings. And uh, you were talking to me last night when we were trying to set this all up. Uh, you had something else about the production twins class too. What do you mean about about Corey? Corey, if you're listening, I think if if Dalton would have raced those two uh, those two races that he sat out, I think he would have challenged you for the championship. I'm just gonna go ahead and say that so you can hear that. <laughs> I kid. Um, I mean, you can play the Woody game forever. We've been through that. But anyways, uh, I don't know. I think uh, you can't take away from what he did in the production twins. On top of winning a ch- uh, championship in singles class, I mean, and and that that's hard to do. I mean, I at at the national level, not a lot of people ever get a chance to run two classes, and and you have to jump off of one bike and jump on a bike that's completely different. Exactly. Uh, that's I'd like to hear how how easy or how hard that was for him too, because you know not a lot of people got to do that. I mean, more this year than ever before, probably. Yeah. But. Just, I'd like to hear how how hard that was because you have to rely on your mechanic to go back there and make changes to one motorcycle while you're thinking about the next motorcycle, and then you hop off of it and go back and forth, and then there's, you know the the complete yeah. motor change, you know the engine change at Springfield. There's just so much to talk to Dalton about. So many layers to that for sure. Um, so many different things to think about when you're doing that. And he wasn't the only person. I mean, Chad Coase found a lot of success in both series too. But I mean, to like again to win a championship to on top of you know win a few races and another series i mean and you gotta say too it's the first time that they've had that series the first opportunity they've had to do that in that style in that format so i mean there's a lot of firsts for sure but i mean i do you think somebody's going to do that in 2020 win a championship in singles and then compete for production twins i don't see that happening i i don't either i think you know after they these riders figured out which class they were better at or which class they were having better results at, that's what they start focusing on. So I don't know that people will ride both classes again. Well, and you all have all kinds of riders. You have your riders who are riding singles to, you know, as that step up to twins. You have some riders in the singles class who have no desire or, or want 
to ride a twin and, and kind of just want to live in that singles class. So, I mean, there's all different kinds of uh, mindsets when you're talking about the series, but it, that's why I like hearing some of these riders' insights too, because, I mean, it's ultimately what they want to do or where they think they'll have the most success, usually. I think back as, as me as a rider, if I was out there trying to make a living, uh, I would try to ride both classes until, until it came down to a championship. If a championship was up for grabs for me, I'd have to really focus on that one, either on a single or production twin or whatever the case may be. But um, as a rider, as somebody coming up through the ranks, maybe you might try to run both classes just to get more seat time, which is so valuable. Yeah. And, you know, put some extra money in your pocket while you're already there. You might as well, you know, get two paychecks instead of one. I love it. And I mean, I think we hit enough about production twins there. I mean, like you said, the focus of the interview is definitely the singles championship. And we don't want to shy away from that. But can't you can't not mention the fact that he was a uh, pretty pretty solid in production twins and you know maybe that leads to 2020 what's he yep. going to do for 2020 we have to ask him the questions can he talk about it you know some contracts are january 1st to december 31st yep. um i don't know if he has a, a contract like that with black hills harley i don't know if it was a handshake deal i don't know if that deal's done i don't know if he's yeah you know maybe he doesn't even know what he's doing next year i know a few riders out there that are like that dalton may have some plans that he can talk about or options that he can talk about so it's definitely like i always say it's worth the ask the worst they can say is i can't talk about it right now um, exactly but at doing what we do we always have to ask the question have you uh so, have you talked to graham at all we get ask a graham question we yep, Graham's question is ready, to, locked and ready to go. It's already uh, in the notes, so we're not going to slide it out until Dalton comes on. But yeah, of uh, course she has a question. You don't, you don't even want to give away Graham's question in the teaser episode where we just no, talk. We can't, we can't, we can't do that. I guess that's fair. That's what I mean, it is. I mean, we've got the question. She's already packed up, and she's uh, her and Paul are already out in uh, Arizona. Guess what? He brought a new van. He's 88 years old. And he, he bought himself a new van so he can uh, haul his uh, motorcycles across the country to go riding. Oh, he's going racing? He's, he's bought a new van to go racing again? Oh, no, he's not racing. Uh, that, <laughs> they pulled the plug on that a couple of years ago, but he's still riding. He had he had one bike inside the van and one bike strapped to the outside of the van. And I'm like, do you not know that you're 88 years old? I he mean, was still racing in his 80s. That is insane to me. You know what? I was It was it was up at the Sturgis Half Mile, and I was lucky enough to be the announcer that day. Uh I don't think I've announced him winning races that many times, but uh, to watch him go out uh, with two wins on the on the Sturgis half mile, you yeah. know, one it means a lot to us because we're from South Dakota. Uh, that was pretty cool. Bad assness, the Dubler family of racing. I love it. Uh, so I don't know, man. That, um, there's probably some other things that we can throw out there for him, but I'd, I'd be interested to see what he's got planned in the off season. Like you said, talk through his if he's got anything he could talk about for 2020, which unfortunately i think for the next couple months is going to be a whole lot of i'm sorry can't talk about it um, that's all right yeah it's all good man they'll come out uh the, the, the kentucky mud flap reached out or sent out a tweet and wants to know here. no he he's, he he put my name in there but he wants to know more about these rumors we've been talking about well i i'm in the position right now where i can't really throw out a rumor right there because i don't want to get anybody in trouble uh, I'm just hearing what I'm hearing, and, and we saw some. But I have no I, obligations. What if I just like <laughs> see some of these rumors somehow and start throwing stuff out there? Well, we we figured something out on Instagram the other night. You and I something did? to do with the, yeah, something to do with the 62 and and not on a single. That was interesting. So that was we, on that was on an Instagram story. We could talk about what's out there in the world, but uh, dude, it's all speculation at this point. Until you hear from the riders themselves or the team owners or whatever. 
all this is speculation and sometimes that stuff is thrown out there in the social media world just to uh deflect and uh throw people off from what's really going on which is sometimes i don't think that's the case with that one but I'm pretty sure I'll have a twins ride. That'd be interesting to see. Either way, we can talk about it all we want. That's what that's what's awesome about this medium is. You see that? What do you think about it? That's cool. Exactly. Are, are you ready for the flat track fact of the week? Oh, you have a flat track fact this week. I like it. Well, it's kind of it's kind of for the for the hardcore flat track fans. They already know this stuff, Which but most of the people listening Jer- are. Jared Meese is now the third winningest rider in American flat track history this year. He passed. Jay Springsteen to take over the third spot, which I probably have mentioned. If 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 you guys were listening, you might have heard that already. But just to just to be clear, Scotty Parker won 94 Grand National victories, 55 miles, 35 half miles, one TT, and three short tracks. So he completed the flat track Grand Slam. He never did win a road race, but he got the flat track Grand Slam. Chris Carr second with 78, and now. Jared Meese has 48 Grand National victories. He is now third. Jay Springsteen is fourth with 43. Ricky Graham is fifth with 39 Grand National victories. That is your flat track fact of the week. I dig it. Jared is still a badass. I get it. So you think he's going to come back and get that number one plate next year? I think he's going to try. You think that you think that Briar's going to repeat too early? I man, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I have to wait and see. Briar. If Breyer rides like he did in 2019 next year, he will hold on to that number one plate. But Jared does not like to lose. He reminds me of Kyle Busch. When Kyle Busch gets beat, he does not like it. Jared Meese is the same way. He doesn't like getting beat at anything. Yeah. Nothing. And that's a true champion right there. You know, when you don't like getting beat, when you don't, when you don't sell for second, that's how champions are made. Yes, sir. All right. Well, I think we gave a little peek behind the curtain. That was cool see how we talk through a season now they kind of know what to expect for next week and then they can see like what is uh ad-libbed <laughs> which is most of the show usually well it depends on depends on how the show's going and it depends on if we have any follow-up questions that may or may I'll not you, show up i'll tell you one thing we haven't talked about yet but it made my week did you see that evan sen announced he is debuting fast and left here in the united states did you see this i'm yeah, he sent me a text message, and uh, he asked me if I would like to attend. I was like, absolutely. So it is coming up in November, I believe November 23rd, uh, up in Wichita, Kansas. Uh, I'm going to be there. I'm a little hurt, Evan. Evan, I didn't get an invite, but I'm going to – I'm going to – I'm totally – I'm totally <laughs> – he knows, he knows you live in Florida. That's it's fine. It's just not right down the street. I'm totally – and that's fine. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to crash your party, Evan. I'm coming – or I'm gonna see the show. I'm gonna see this movie premiere. I'm crashing your party, buddy. They're also gonna have a flat track art show with bikes, leathers, memorabilia, and photos. After the film, they're gonna have a Q&A with the film director, the racers from the film, and and we'll have some special merchandise on sale. I say you and me go there as off the groove and do some live shit too. What do you think? Might as well. I mean, for going up there, might as well go to work. And I think you know. I think AFT sometimes listens to this. If you're listening to this AFT or anybody that can talk to AFT, you need to grab Evan and talk to him about premiering this movie either in Daytona or I don't know, maybe all the races. It'd be a cool night before the race. Go see this movie. I haven't even seen it yet, and I'm in love with the movie. All right, yeah, I can't wait to see it. I'm I'm so excited. It's been a long time since we had a a, a good flat track movie. I mean, I sent that one to you to watch. Uh, Wide Open was quite a few years back. That was yeah. Jessica Hale. Uh, I enjoyed working with her on that one. Uh, I cannot wait to see this one. And uh, 
man, like you said, maybe we'll have some of the uh, races maybe the night before the races or I'm telling you something find, like that. That'd be awesome. Cool spot in Daytona. Watch this before the races. I'm um, during bike week, right? Like that'd be awesome. Exactly. Buffalo chip would be a cool one to do. I mean, there's, there's a lot of different ones on the schedule. You can go hit Charlotte would be awesome. I know people in Charlotte. Um, let's hey, Are you that. saying that they said Charlotte's back on the schedule? Charlotte so. is back on the schedule. What day? I don't I don't have a date yet. Oh, I haven't seen the what time? Probably it's normal time. <laughs> I, I, I like to buzz balls. Um, no, nah, they're gonna come out with that schedule soon enough, I'm sure. And everybody can plan. So hold your horses. Whoa, Nelly. Whoa, Nelly. I think that's the end of the episode. We see. Smash we, that like button. You were you were a little bummed, but we made an episode. You see this? We, I, I was bummed because I've okay. never been stood up on on a, I've never been, never been stood up on a date Dalton before. But still it, loves must, you. it must feel like this. Dalton still loves you. He doesn't. He does. He doesn't. It's all good, man. He had a, he had a race he was preparing for. Life happens, bro. But we move on. We do an episode. We just did an episode. Look, and I guarantee you, there's at least one person out there that's like uh, like a little bit of this. <laughs> <laughs> wow well, so it's graham <laughs> graham we love you uh that's right uh dude it's all about keeping the street going you are not doing anything this weekend again i think oh, it's my man. third or fourth one in a row and i don't know what to do with myself i gotta get home and start preparing for this bike ride you start ride training you start riding a little yeah, bit i'm gonna hop on a bike i'm gonna ride what's crazy though that I, nobody's been said anything yet about this yet and i don't know if i should tell it just yet it's supposed to be a surprise I'm actually doing the 580 miles on a tricycle. You're not either. Yep. True story. I'm riding Bull a tricycle. Crap. And what's crazy is I have to ride that tricycle faster than these guys because I got to stay ahead of them. And I'm, yeah, I'm right. videoing. So, uh, so I hope that tricycle has a motor. So I got to get back and I got I to gotta start uh, training for that. Uh, it's going to be crazy. <laughs> but, you know, it's worth it. It's worth it. It's for a good right cause. Ride that hey, tricycle. Hey, Carter. What? You, Carter. You're done. Smash that like button. <laughs> You're done. <laughs> episode number 102 will be a memorable one. Uh, I think we should call this episode 1.5. 1.5? Yeah. And then... And how about, about 101.5? Can we can we end this already? Yeah. Smash that like let's, button. Let's end Call the your suffering. friends. End the suffering. Yeah. Pull, the, pull the plug. No. That's right. all she wrote. Episode 102 is in the books. Uh, what are we going to do next week? You want to talk to Dal- Dalton Gautier? <laughs> I hope we talk to Dalton. Go We're gonna talk to Dalton. He's uh he's already told me the day. I just have to lock in the time, which is probably what I should have done in the beginning. Just lock in a day to time. Lesson learned. Do it. Do it. I'm doing it. All right. Have a good weekend. You do the same, brother. We'll talk to you next week. Talk. Later. Peace. Do you know how many of those I edit out every week? <laughs> well, you don't like it when I push the mute button because it makes a noise.
did, it didn't make a noise that time. Oh, it, it makes a noise when you unmute it. Turn it back on? Yeah. I gotcha. It's a push button. I wonder if, there's going to be another way to I do that. I never edit those out. I don't go that detailed, but when you when there's like a... <laughs> I, usually, <laughs> I usually edit those out. 